0: On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Microsoft's financial numbers and see how they're doing compared to previous quarters. Let's take a look. Hey guys, my name's Jose and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get in for new episodes and other videos. So like mentioned, this is going to be part two of Microsoft. We did part one yesterday where we took a look at the actual information they posted on their press release for Q3 earnings report. And then we took a look at their earnings transcript. If you guys want to look uh, more in detail about the company, I suggest taking a, uh, taking a look at episode one. If not, let's begin here with episode two. We're gonna look at their financial numbers and determine if I was, and finally make my decision if I would buy or pass on Microsoft. Like always, I'm gonna use this amazing website known as lazyfa.com, which allows me to see all these financial cheats in an awesome format, graphical format, so I can make these episodes go pretty fast and provide you guys with so much information. In, in, in so little bit of time so we're going to take a look at the income statement balance sheet cash flow statement and then we're going to take a look at some of the stuff that Lacy fa shows us to make sure that we're looking at the right information so here we are in the income statement we can see revenue right revenue is killing it we are seeing this uptrend in revenue even though revenue itself in this quarter is lower than last quarter itself right quarter of two thousand ending march 2019 is lower than quarter ending in december but like i said the overall trend as microsoft revenue is still up and that's definitely a good thing one thing right we're taking a look at q3 if you guys didn't know we're taking a look at quarter three of microsoft so we're only going to be looking at quarter information we're not going to take a look at annual information we'll wait for for q4 to take a look at annual next after we look at revenue right we can take a look here at cost of revenue we can see cost of revenue it seems that quarters two seems to always have a higher jump than previous quarter we can see it here quarter two last this past year was 12 point almost twelve point four 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 billion dollars quarter two of last year of 2017 was 11.6 and so on but here we can see right this major jump up in every quarter to of every year the last year was no different the last quarter was no different it was the highest compared to previous quarters but we can see cost of revenue itself is increasing time and time again also profit right which is the difference between our revenue and cost of revenue right so this is how much how much profit they're keeping after after all the expenses that they needed to make themselves Right, there's other types of things, and we'll take a look at net income. But here we can see their gross profit is pretty high. They have it seems to have decent margins, right? We can see here they had uh right now they have 20 billion dollars of gross profit, so about 66 percent. We'll take a look in a bit, but about 66 percent of gross profit margins. Earnings before income tax. The only reason I take a look at this is to if there's any difference between the way the, the shape looks here and earnings before income tax and net income, if they're if they share if they have different different shapes, it means that they either are paying some extra taxes or something is going on there. But here we can see the past few quarters, everything looks pretty similar. So it's nothing out of the ordinary for us. Net income is standing right now at eight point eight one billion. I think it's pretty pretty high up there compared to previous quarters the there's only two quarters that that are a little higher than that and that was 2018 ending in June they had 8.87 billion and then the previous quarter after that so Q1 and Q4 were a little higher but not by much I want to say by point zero five billion dollars So here we can see in our income statement sheet company overall is doing really great this company is on an uptrend in revenue gross profit and the next we'll take a look at lacy fa it gives us this is again we're taking a look at their income sheet and it's just pretty much what we just saw but in a different format here we get to really see that that gap between revenue and cost of revenue and how big that gap is and that's why we have such a positive gross profit next we have percentage-wise of revenue growth versus cost of revenue growth and we can see there's nothing abnormal here going on throughout the quarters so again this is something where i try to look for something some abnormality to make sure nothing fishy is going on and everything at the moment seems to be going pretty good here are my favorite margins we want to take a look at gross margin is 66 percent right just like i mentioned earlier before but this company as a whole does have a nice profit margin of almost 30%. They're keeping about 28% of its total of its total revenue. That's definitely a high number to keep definitely companies have um, it's it's good to see such such a high value for that. And we can see right it's around the park where it's normally at we see some 27 some 30s so 28.8 seems to be the medium around the most recent quarters. that's that's definitely good to know that again there's no huge fluctuations that might deter me from from this company showing some some fishy business next we're going to take a look at red flags that lazy fa shows us and here this red flag is just telling us that on average cost of revenue is growing at a faster rate than revenue itself but we can see here right by our revenue versus cost of revenue it doesn't matter how much cost of revenue is growing percentage-wise this gap is so big at the moment that it doesn't really affect it so thank you lacy fa for giving me that red flag but it's not something i want to say i i i am very i'm um, not focused on next we'll take a look at the balance sheet here the balance sheet We take a look these this to me is one of my favorite sheets you get to see what the company really is We total assets total liabilities total debt receivables payables and cash and cash equivalent here we can see this company total assets again we have that uptrend going on this company is increasing its assets over the quarters unfortunately its total liabilities are also increasing but we can see it's um almost to like a 1.5 to 1 ratio right now assets are about 260 billion where total liabilities are 168 billion dollars so we can see there is a definitely a huge gap between the two. So, but unfortunately, it does. It do, we can see liabilities increase at a higher, faster rate compared to total assets. Where total assets seems to be a more linear rate. Here we have this parabolic increase going on, but it does seem to be flattening out up top right now. Total debt. We can see this company is paying off huge amounts total debt. It peaked in in december of 2017 at almost 95 billion dollars and right now we're sitting at about 80 billion dollars of total debt and we can see that huge drop and i'm hoping this company continues to pay it down the receivables again this is money they are expecting to come in and they have about 19 billions of receivables when they have payables of only about 7.5 billion dollars so payables are what they owe their suppliers or any other type of of their business partners, Um, how much money they owe, how much money they paid throughout this quarter, or have some debit, debit on. I always like to put these two against each other. It's good to see that they are collecting more money than they are sending out in payables. Cash and cash equivalents. This, to me, is pretty impressive. Such a huge percentage of the assets, of the total assets, are cash and cash equivalents. definitely want to take a look at at this later to see what the actual numbers are of how much cash this company has but look this company has about 131 billion dollars of cash and cash equivalents so that alone is definitely um, giving me good vibes for this company this company is not going to go out of business anytime soon if any at all so here we can see our assets versus liability in that same graph similar as we saw the revenue cost of revenue we can see here assets are pretty high but now here we take a look at the shareholder equity the shareholder equity is pretty much what the shareholder owns right is our difference between total assets and total liabilities so once we have subtract that it's how much how much the company is truly worth and we can see right over time um, right now we're sitting at about 95 billion dollars of shareholder equity but unfortunately this is where it was sitting at about six five years ago that's to me is a little scary right shareholder equity as a whole hasn't increased it decreased over time and now it's let i just want to take a look at um we can see i'm pretty sure a huge amount of that is because of the total debt this company took in So, once we start reducing this total liabilities, we'll be able to have that shareholder increase over time. Hopefully, this company does not have any plans of taking on more debt. Here we take a look at assets versus liability growth. Again, nothing seems abnormal to me. I just want to take a look to make sure there's no abnormality going on there. Now, this is one of my favorite things from Lazy FA. We get to see asset distribution and liability distribution shown in the perfect pie chart we can see right cash and cash equivalents are 53 percent of a company's total assets personally i think through my whole time of taking a look at companies i have not seen a company i don't think i've done apple maybe if i do apple it might be but i have not seen i have not seen many companies that say 53 percent of their total assets are cash and cash equivalents so again that's definitely a huge number And the other thing that I like about this is its total inventory, which is less than 1% of its total assets. This company has a lot of products, right? They have a lot of computers. They have a lot of laptops. They have a lot of software. It's pretty impressive that less than 1% of their total assets. That means this company is not overstocking anything. Again, that's definitely good news. Fortunately here we can see a huge percentage of this liability is non-current debt. Here it's sitting at about sixty two point five billion dollars, sitting at almost fifty percent of its total liability. And that's this is definitely a scary note to see, but this company has plenty of cash and cash equivalents to pay off its total debt and current debt. And the other thing I like to see is this company does have deferred revenue for those that don't know deferred revenue is they have it, it, deferred revenue is when a company has some kind of contract where they need to provide uh, or sell X amount of products to this company and in return the company paid Microsoft already ahead of time. Microsoft already has the money ahead of time but they have yet to deliver these products so until they really deliver this product this cash that they collected is actually a liability right because what happens if they don't deliver these products they might have to pay some fine and more money compared to the revenue that came in so until microsoft pays off delivers their product or however the contract worked, this deferred revenue will be a liability eventually it will become an asset so again this is in my opinion good news there's nothing else I want to take a look here and like Lydia's mentioned, except right, we are paying off that non Finally, the last thing I want to take a look at is net cash flow from operations. There's, def- there's different types of net cash flow from the cash flow statement, but this is the only one I care about, right? Cash flow from operations means that this company is either making or losing money from its everyday use, and that's a company your everyday operations should bread maker and as it is here we can see this company is negative cash flow positive of 13.52 billion dollars again this company like i've mentioned in episode one part one we saw how this company is investing heavily on growth and at the same time this company is, is at such a stable place that to me this is not a no-brainer if i was looking for another investment i would definitely by microsoft this is actually one of my favorite stocks that i've seen it's one of the healthiest charts i've seen in a long time and for that i am definitely looking into buying to microsoft i want to know what you guys thought about microsoft would you guys buy are you guys long are you guys sure on microsoft and please explain why post in the comments below so i get to reply to you guys and get to understand other people's thoughts hope you guys enjoyed the episode so don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get updates and on this videos and all the other video series I do. So take care, guys. See you next time, and have a good night.